tears of pain and desperation alongside inconsolable anger. Hundreds of protesters in downtown Beirut attempt to break past a government barricade in protest of brutal and stifling economic conditions. They were met with tear gas. Our salaries are below zero. Not even an animal, let alone a human, could live off of our salaries. The Lebanese lira hit a new low of 150,000 to the dollar earlier this week, making minimum wage just $5, slashing salaries and pensions to pieces. Most protesters Wednesday were retired army personnel, once members of the most revered institution in the country, putting food on the table is now nearly impossible for these heroes. We will not leave the streets. We will stay on the streets until we get our rights. I served 22 years in the military, in the cold and in the heat. We sacrificed everything for this country, but we will not accept to be humiliated this way. We will remain in the streets until we get our rights. The government's proposed solution of selling unlimited dollars to combat the Lira's downward spiral was largely ignored by locals and experts who say such a move will only exacerbate the situation. But with no president, no reforms, and seemingly no political will in sight, the Lebanese political establishment has no solutions for its desperate people. Priyanka Navani, TRT World. Greg Kulstrom is a Middle East analyst and a correspondent for The Economist. He joins us now from Dubai. Thank you very much for being with us today. So, Greg, what's happened with this IMF agreement? Because it's now essentially a year since Lebanon and the IMF have reached an agreement, but officials haven't actually even started enacting uh, any of the changes required. What's happening? Right. I think the short answer to your question is not much is happening. You can go down the list of reforms that the IMF has demanded from Lebanon as part of this preliminary agreement they reached a year ago. And, and the deal was we need to see some good faith progress on reform before we can finalize this deal and start dispersing funds. Uh, so you look at things like unifying the exchange rate, which has been a core demand for the IMF. That hasn't happened. Uh, there's still a surreal situation today where if you have access to dollars, you can sell those dollars on the black market, uh, take Lebanese lira in return, and then use that lira to buy dollars at one of the quasi-official exchange rates and make a, pro uh, make a profit in the process. So there's been no progress on unifying the exchange rate, uh, dealing with the losses in the financial sector, something else the IMF has demanded for years now. There's been no movement on that. The Lebanese government still insists that uh, it can deal with the losses in the banking sector itself by selling off state assets and using that money to plug the gap. Uh, that doesn't work. The math doesn't add up, but the Lebanese political and, and financial elite uh, is determined not to resolve this crisis the way every other country that's had a financial crisis has resolved it, uh, which is by imposing a loss on bondholders, on people who own, and sorry, on stockholders, equity holders, and banks. Uh, the government is determined not to do that, so it hasn't dealt with the losses in the financial sector. Even where it has acted, Parliament last year mm -hmm. passed amendments to the banking secrecy law, uh, which was another demand for the IMF because it wants an accounting of what happened in the banking sector. But it says the amendments didn't go far enough. They were really cosmetic. They didn't properly lift banking secrecy so that we can see what's happened in the financial sector. Uh, and so, again, sort of every item on the IMF's to-do list for Lebanon, little to nothing has been done. Right. And as you say, this is a financial problem, but not only, also a political problem. The country has been without a president since October 31st, 2022. Right. People are paying the price of all of this instability in the meantime. And I wonder what will happen on that front, in your opinion? 
I think on the political front, we're likely to see more instability in the coming months. There are some people who are optimistic who will say that conditions in the region might make it easier for Lebanon to pick a president. So we had this deal between Saudi Arabia and Iran earlier this month uh, to restore diplomatic ties. The Saudis are also talking with Syria about restoring ties with the Assad regime for the first time in more than a decade. And there are some Lebanese who will say all three of these countries, of course, are quite influential in Lebanon. Their detente might make it easier for Lebanon's political factions to agree on a president. I think that's probably too optimistic. This wasn't a big issue in the Saudi-Iranian talks, and uh, the talks between Saudi and Syria are moving quite slowly. Meanwhile, we have more vacancies coming up this year. We have uh, several security chiefs whose terms are meant to expire in the next year. Uh, which is obviously a big concern as we see more crime and more instability inside of the country. Uh, the central bank governor, Riyad Saleme, has said he will step down when his term ends this summer, uh, as he should. The currency has dropped 99% on his watch, and he's under right. investigation uh, for corruption, not only in Lebanon, but in about half a dozen European countries now. Uh, he has said he will leave his post. That will become another high-stakes appointment that has to uh, be negotiated between Lebanon's political factions this summer. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think what we're heading for is much more rather than less political uncertainty.